It was meant to shape you. Brought to you by AwesomeWebStore.com. Shop with us. You know you're going to shop. Shop with us. In the conversation you're about to hear, Precise Bay tells us how he ended up facing a life sentence for a crime he did not commit. Will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block this call, and all speakers, you may begin speaking now. Peace, peace, how you doing? I'm doing well. What's up? All right, this Precise Bay. Grand Rising. What's your name again? I couldn't hear you. Uh, precise Bay. Precise Bay. Oz, what's up? Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, your brother told me to call you. I'm doing well, man. Living life, living the dream okay. out here. That's yeah, you wanted stuff. me to, uh... You said something about a little interview or whatever, uh, the uh, push for, uh, you know, unlawful convictions and things of that nature. Yes. Yes. Okay. We want, he yeah, want me yeah. to, uh, you want us to have a conversation so that you could tell your story? And then he yeah. got two questions that he like, he'd like you to answer. So, uh, like, I don't know much about you, so... Introduce yourself to me and to the community. We're building a learning community, and the podcast I'm doing with my brother is part of that. Okay. All right, all right. Well, my name is Akeem Precise Bay. I'm out of North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina. Well, I got a life sentence. I got a uh, unlawful conviction, a kidnapping. Uh, what was this? Uh, 2015. So... With the kidnapping, actually, there's no victim in my case. No victim ever said that I ever kidnapped him, and no victim testified against me at trial that I kidnapped him. The victim and police reports clearly state that two masked men, 5'10, 190 pounds, were the suspects that supposedly kidnapped him. That's in the police report. Uh-huh. I'm 6'5", I'm six, six, 227 pounds. So there's, there, there was no evidence of nothing that I was actually there, no evidence of me being there. So I was unlawfully stopped. But a day later, due to me being at a storage unit that I had a storage unit at, mm-hmm. and it led from that point on. So there's no evidence. Police never had no evidence. Police made numerous inconsistent false statements that I was the one. First, it was a black male standing by the alleged victim vehicle all the way to, you know, thinking that I had something to do with the alleged, uh-huh, with the alleged victim because the alleged victim was under a uh, federal investigation. They have been watching him for money laundering and uh, marijuana. So they was actually tracking him mm. with a tracking device. Hold up. So with that, yeah. No, I don't mean to interrupt, but I got a couple questions. So you said it started at a storage unit, and then, and then tell no, me again about this person. This is a short break in the conversation with Precise Bay. It was meant to shape you, presented by awesomewebstore.com.
if you have a passion for criminal justice reform, uh, you're an activist, someone who has the knowledge, the know-how to assist individuals who are fighting wrongful convictions, who want to be free, who need to get back with their family, reach out to us at awesomewebstore.com. Uh, there's a chat bot at the bottom. You can call me directly on my phone, 602-456-9335. Again, that's 602-456-9335. Uh, we want to help others tell their story, and we want to also help others get free. Spread love. It's the hip-hop way. Hold up. So with that, yeah. No, I don't mean to interrupt, but I got a couple questions. So you said it started at a storage unit, and then and then tell no, me again started, about this person. All right, the storage unit, how the storage unit, how that was, a day, I think it was either the same day, I want to say it was the same day, allegedly police officers were following the alleged victim. Mm-hmm. All right, and following the alleged victim, they, they're watching his car. They had a tracking device, an illegal tracking device on his vehicle. Uh-huh. So they was, track, they was tracking his vehicle. So they said in the report, I'm quoting everything word for word from the report. Mm-hmm. Uh, the officer tracked the, uh, the victim's vehicle. He seen, when he pulled up, he seen a black male standing by the victim's vehicle. All right, later the, the black male walked out of the officer's sight. So then they seen me driving into the, to the, my storage unit. Right. And once I got out and then I went in the storage unit, they said that they seen me. Uh, they never seen me before. They didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. And they seen me unloading uh, on the truck, bottled water, a hot dog stand, and uh, some empty tires. Right. So then they followed me, and then they, they stopped to follow because of something. I forgot what they said they stopped it for, but they, they cut the, the follow off. So then later on that night, that's when they got the phone call that the victim was allegedly kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So this victim never... Now, this is a federal case. Right. This victim, from the, all the paperwork, it shows and says that he never left the state of North Carolina. So everything that I've read and been reading, mm-hmm. it clearly states that with the federal kidnapping, what makes it federal is once the victim is taken across state lines. Right. All right. So that never happened. So And this they, is a fed uh, case, right? Yeah, this is a federal case. Okay, yeah. and, and they didn't go cross state lines, so it shouldn't be a federal case. This call is from a federal prison. Uh, it's the USC, what, 1201A, 1201. I've been charged with conspiracy of kidnapping and kidnapping. So I was thrown out of trial mm-hmm. several times Yeah. and asking and, you know, going with the evidence that was presented mm-hmm. or, or the statements, you know, the victim clearly, where's the victim? Right. That was my main thing. They wanted me to plead guilty and all. I'm not here to plead. I need to be, I'm here to question my accuser. Right. That's that's all I want. I wanted to question my accuser to show before the court that I was not the one that kidnapped this individual. All right. They tell me that, uh, all right, the lawyer, actually the lawyer that I tried to fire, mm-hmm. numerous times they kept her as my, uh, my standby. Right. So later on, once they threw me out of the courtroom, because I asked her, I told the judge, I said, yo, all the paperwork said 
that this dude, when they asked him about the alleged suspects, he described two black men, 5'10", 190 pounds. Right. I stood up, clearly showing the court that I'm 6'5", and some change. Right. So, uh, he said, you want to do this now? They threw me out of the courtroom. So now when they threw me out of the courtroom, now the attorney that they had in standby, she later asked, uh, they was talking about the uh, was the victim going to appear? Where's the victim? Mm-hmm. All right. They told her, the, the, the lawyer told the judge the victim wasn't going to come to court. So they like, the judge was like, now nah, what do you mean you're not coming to court? So the, the lawyer, she said that she had spoke to the victim's lawyer mm-hmm. and that if he was to be subpoenaed, that he would be, uh, he was going to plead the fifth. So I recommended that they subpoena. Right. They never subpoenaed him. So this was after I found out everything far as, you know, the proceedings would be not being there. Right. So repeatedly they let me back in another time and I forgot what it was. It was like, it wasn't an outburst. I was never disrespectful at, at the trial. Right. It was just that I really know, I knew that this lawyer was not in my corner. Because right. when I first met this lawyer, the very first day that I met the lawyer, once they arrested me, they arrested, actually they arrested me on a, on a, a warrantless arrest. Mm-hmm. Same day, that was what, uh, May, May 6th, mm-hmm. May 6th. Okay, May 6th, supposedly after this alleged kidnapping taking you back. All right, once they supposedly uh, recovered the victim, all right, shortly after, there was a question raised, what about the dude we seen at the storage unit? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now what they did was they had put, they had uh, wrote my, my tag numbers down. Okay. All right, so it was the rental vehicle, which was the rental truck, which I had my motorcycle on, right. which I was taking to, to another county, Charlotte, North Carolina, to get fixed the next day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what they did was they put my house under surveillance from around 10, uh, 10 11 o'clock the night before till 8 o'clock in the morning. They never received any warrants. They never got any warrants. So in the report, it clearly states that uh, they seen me come out of my garage. Mm-hmm. I jumped on the back of the truck, checked the straps on my motorcycle. Right. Uh, jumped back off. They give a detailed report of what they see. So now they see me coming. Uh, they said they was going to wait for me to come out the house so they can conduct a traffic stop. So I'm saying... If, if I'm a primary suspect for kidnapping, mm-hmm. why would you want to just stop me for it? Why, why are you waiting for me for a traffic stop? Why didn't you just come to the house and arrest me? That was, you know, that was one of my main questions and main issues, but yeah. they never asked it. All right, so then what if I would have never came out the house? Would you have just been sitting outside my house? So none of these questions was answered. Mm-hmm. So later on, what they do is I come out the house. I drive over a mile or two. I pull in the gas station. They surround me at gunpoint, demand me out of the truck, mm-hmm. put me in cuffs, take strip everything, and take me to jail. Right. Took me to jail. Took me downtown. I'm trying to figure out why the hell, why they arrested me. I asked them several times, why y'all arrested me? Why y'all arrested me? They ain't say nothing. They ain't say nothing the whole time. They put. Me- this call is from a federal prison. It was meant to shape you. Brought to you by AustinWeftor.com. This is a short break in the conversation I'm having with Precise Bay. If you are an activist, um, or you just have a passion for helping people who have been wrongly incarcerated get free, 
reach out to us at AustinWebStore.com. Uh, we'd love to work with you. I drive over a mile or two. I pull in the gas station. They surround me at gunpoint. Demand me out of the truck. Mm-hmm. Put me in cuffs. Take strip everything and take me to jail. Right. Took me to jail. Took me downtown. I'm trying to figure out why the hell, why they arrested me. I asked them several times, why y'all arrested me? Why y'all arrested me? They ain't say nothing. They ain't say nothing the whole time. They put. This call is from a federal prison. They put me in one vehicle. I was in that vehicle about 10, 15 minutes. I'm asking them, yo, why y'all arresting me? Ain't nobody answer. They take me out of that vehicle, put me in a Raleigh Police Department. The first vehicle mm-hmm. was a sheriff. That was the sheriff's. The second vehicle was the Raleigh Police Department. Now I asked them, I said, yo, man, why, why y'all arresting me? What's going on? So they said, somebody will talk to you. They took me downtown, mm-hmm. put me in a room for a couple hours. Then they came with two warrants, a arrest warrant and a, a conspiracy to kidnap and warrant. So I tell them, I say, yo, man, they need to have a lawyer present. All right, they got upset, boom. They uh, they took me to the magistrate, federal magistrate, mm-hmm. and that's when I met this lawyer, attorney. Her name is Susan Little. So as I first meet her, she said, yo, this is how it usually works. The first one, the first one to testify is the one that gets the better deal. Yeah. So, yeah, I was disrespectful. I was, you know, I was arrogant towards her because it's like, like, what the fuck is you talking about? Excuse my language, but it's like, what are you talking about? I don't even know why I'm arrested. So, you know, I'm telling them, like, you know, I bang on the door and tell the marshals, like, yeah, I don't, she's not my lawyer. She, I don't want her representing me. Right. So when I get to the magistrate, I'm also telling them, like, yeah, I don't want her representing me because she's not in my best interest. Right. So they denied that and they kept her as my, my attorney. So the whole time I never talked to this lady about the case. Okay. She even she even admits this in trial. She feels that this was a uh, she feels that they violated my Sixth Amendment right because me and her never talked about the case, so she couldn't prepare the proper defense to defend me. Right. So you know they continue with the trial. Uh, there's so it's just so many inconsistencies and, and and lies that you know I can go on like it's like you know from the evidence they supposedly had a cut lock they said mm-hmm. they uh, supposedly i cut a lock supposedly because i had both cutters in my truck all right the lock that they said was cut was supposedly found in the grass so they found this lock in the grass but there's no pictures of this lock in the grass but this same alleged lock is they show that they took pictures as evidence uh-huh. in front of the storage unit that i was that i was using and it's full with mud and grass. It's clogged, like the center of it is clogged with mud and grass, but it's on concrete. And mm-hmm. I supposed to be cut this same lot a few hours ago. So, you know, it, it's tampering with evidence. Then it's on the officer, you know, it's, it's perjury. It's like numerous lies, mm-hmm. you know, very inconsistent with a lot of things that he said. And I pointed these things out when I could, but this attorney refused, you know, to bring this before the courts. But the only thing that she did say was, I felt that was, it was you know, it was still some BS, but for the most part, she did ask that alleged, uh, the detective, she asked him, she said, did you see Mr. Bay enter, exit, or touch the victim's vehicle? And he said no. But all through the grand jury indictment and his reports and his statements, it says, 
from the very beginning, you first seen Mr. Bay standing by the victim's vehicle. Later on in the report, it said he seen Mr. Bay walking around the victim's vehicle. And then last, and the probable cause, he said that uh, him and another officer seen me in possession of the victim's vehicle. Who is so this? So he made this Who? a detective. His name was Detective Hickman, H-E-C-K-M-A-N. Okay. Yeah, so he was saying, you know, these are you know, these are the inconsistent statements that I'm telling you about. Because I'm telling them, like, why is his statements always changing? Yeah. You know, the truth don't ch the truth the truth don't change. Right. So, you know, so when he said that, that's you know, and it's in, the, in my indictment, he's always making statements towards me being the one at the vehicle in possession of the vehicle, mm -hmm. as if I was just driving the vehicle. And right. things of that nature, but all of these, all of this is brought up when I'm not in the courtroom. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, and then this alleged standby attorney is not challenging, you know what I'm saying, his, his statements. Right. And that's what I learned too over going through my case is that that's where she killed me at. She never presented any evidence. So anything they brought forth, she never presented evidence to rebut what they was trying to say. Did she, what they were saying. And, she, and you said, did she ask questions, like cross-examine? Nah, she didn't. Did? Nah, she didn't. That was very, that was very, that was the only one that she did. That was the only one that she did ask was the one, did you see Mr. Bay enter, exit, or touch the vehicle? And the detective said no. Okay. But the, that was about it. But hey, the joint just beat twice, so I think it's going to cut us off. Yeah, what hey, uh -huh. how do you spell your name? It's A. It was meant to shape you. Brought to you by AwesomeWealthDraw.com. Thank you for listening to this conversation between Precise Bay and I as he shares his story. As you see, the call was cut short. Uh, they're limited to 15 minute conversations inside the facilities. Precise Bay will call back. We're working on rescheduling that. I'm doing that through my brother. Again, if you, will, if you can help, whether it's Precise Bay, whether it's my brother, whether it's one of the other individuals that I'll have a conversation with on this journey, please reach out to us. You can go to awesomewealthstore.com or you can go or you can call 602-456-9335. Thank you again for listening. Please share this. And remember, spread love is the hip hop way.